All right, Nathan, we're back for podcast two. Hello, mate. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Even though we've yet to publish podcast one, but that's okay. We'll get there. <laughs> so how's your week been, Lay? It's been good. It's been, it's been erratic. It's been erratic. Up and down. Got yeah. any stock market stories to share? <laughs> a few horror stories in there. A few horror stories? Yeah. Well, we made a few predictions last week, I think. I'm not sure, I'm not sure how well we went I think there. my predictions have been on fire lately, actually. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure about I that. I think I said... I think I said... Uh, Afterpay, $10.50. I think, I think we spent last podcast of me convincing you about Afterpay's utility. I, I, don't uh, recall, I don't recall you backing it. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> So it's been a good week for Kogan. Yeah, I'll be taking that that prediction. So I'll, I'll help you with that one. <laughs> so, what's happened with Kogan? Is it just bouncing from oversold position, or has there been any news? Uh, I think it's essentially bouncing. They did uh, they did mention that they're putting out a credit card. I okay. Think, uh, so they were they were partnering with somebody to do that, um, okay. as as they tend to do. Uh, that could be good. Yeah, it could be good. It's something that ties more into their business. Yeah, you know, cross selling. Yeah, look, I, I just think it's been way. It was it was completely oversold, so mm. I was expecting a bounce regardless. Um, to me, it's still a good business. They've still got smart people there behind the scenes. I think they're gonna, as I said last time, I think it's gonna come back pretty hard. So mm-hmm. far, it has, but it'll it'll probably be quite volatile. Mm-hmm. There was something else that you said you liked last week. Um, Something that, that something that you bought recently. Maybe you didn't say it last week. You just told me during the week that you were looking at buying or you'd bought or something. Red bubble. Is it red bubble? No, uh, red I, balloon. I, I like red bubble. Um, but not red I like bubble. yeah yeah no red is bubble. There, there, I, I was going to talk about red bubble today because red bubble's yeah. just uh, just had a pretty significant dip. Okay. So I think I think right now is a great time to buy red bubble. Okay. Uh, so what is red bubble? Redbubble is an online marketplace for primarily for t-shirts, but okay. uh, other products with uh, custom artwork and graphics. Okay. So it's effe- effectively, um, actually the t-shirt I'm wearing right now, though no one can see it, is from Redbubble. It's a Redbubble shirt. Okay. And uh, they, they put on, uh, yeah, so you have artists can upload their own designs. Mm-hmm. And then they can be then sold on to other people and the artists get a clip on the, on the sale of the product. Okay. So I just love the mo- I love so the how model. many of those shirts have you sold? I've, I've, well, I didn't create the <laughs> yeah. So I didn't create the design, obviously. But uh, I I bought I bought from Redbubble, and that's one of the reasons I'm an advocate of the company. I think I had a you know as a customer, great experience with it. Okay. I think it's it's a fast growing company. Seems to be well managed. Uh, but recently they've had a bit of bad news, which is uh, which has set the stock back a long way. So I think uh, I, I think it's a really good time to buy. I actually bought some yesterday or the day before when it dropped down to ninety. That's good it's come me. back to a dollar. Okay. Um, but I still think it's great value at these levels. Okay. So maybe a good announcement for Redbubble will be that the uh, Nathan and Lath podcast has <laughs> now got an online store, and you can buy our mugs, and you can buy our shirts, and it could well and be, they'll be all created through Redbubble. That could that could be it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Sounds good. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess just to, so. Why did they dip? Why did they go down? Well, yeah, just to close that off, they um. The announcement they've been putting out is that there's been a change in the Google algorithm that's oh, affected okay. the amount of traffic that they've had in recent okay. in recent weeks. Uh, so that does happen. 
so I, I think that's a short-term thing. They've shown in the past that they can be effective at digital marketing and getting themselves to the top of the rankings and so forth. I think they'll yeah. bounce back and do that. So for me, that's a really good opportunity to get involved in the company while there's some short-term yeah. weakness there. Uh, they will, they'll still turn over well, I'm confident. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think it's a great chance to, to get involved with a company that's growing very fast. It's got an innovative, different business model. They've just made another an acquisition of another company uh, that does similar type of okay. work. So I'm excited about that. I think they can do really well. Okay. So that style of trade that you did where there's a stock that you knew and made an announcement and you basically saw that as a really good buying opportunity, is that something that you look for a lot or you've done a lot in the past? Or Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for me, I... Um, you know, if you start understanding a stock and then you get a chance to buy it cheaper, you know, why, yeah. why wouldn't you? I mean, it depends on the news. The news to me was short-term news. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing fundamentally wrong with the business model. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, they've done really well in the past years. I think the acquisition they made was smart. They've just hit a short-term headwind in, mm-hmm. in the amount of traffic that they've had. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's a, that's a perfect time to be buying a stock. Yeah. And I should say I did own, own it before that as well. So, yeah, you know, yeah. I experienced a pretty big loss. So yeah, right. you know, okay. in the you know, interest of transparency, yeah, I of wasn't just waiting for a, for a huge dip. It, yeah. I'm know. just interested in that concept of trading, but you know, because that's, that's something that, you know, it does come with experience. It's not easy for somebody starting on the stock market to be able to read an announcement from a company and be able to interpret particularly when the stock price is moving aggressively downwards yeah. to say, well, hang on, this is actually all these people that are selling are wrong. Yeah. And I think that I know something that they don't and yeah. therefore I'm going to buy today expecting it to turn around. I mean, yeah. if you can be good at that, then you'll always make money on the stock market because there's always opportunities where stocks overreact to news. Exactly, exactly. I think, But it's, it's not um, easy. Yeah. You know, if everybody, you know, because you are swimming against the tide when it's, when it's going down and down and down, you know, it's, it's, that's the, that, it's, like, it's like how people look at trading, value traders will look at trading over the longer term. It's always looking for blood on the streets, as they say, looking for when everybody's scared, that's the time to buy. And this is on a much shorter time frame. Yeah. But it can be, you know, instead of having to wait years to be proven correct, you know, you can be proven right in, in minutes. Yeah, well, I mean, I should say I, I think about it the way you just described. So I'm, I'm thinking in, in years with an investment oh. like this. So even though it did have a quick bounce, it's not really what I'm looking for. I wasn't trying to get in and out. Right. For me, it's uh, it's just a great time to buy into the stock that I already liked. Yeah. That, uh, that I think in three years will be much bigger than it, than it is now. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you can you can jump in and out. You can do really well like that, and that's obviously something that you do a lot more of. Yeah. Um, but for yeah. me, I'm always, uh, almost never invest in a stock with less than a one year horizon okay. in general. Okay. Um, there's one that I've done recently, which was Appen, okay. uh, which I I got in and out of in about a month or so. Okay. Um, and that's been pretty successful. But generally, I'm I'm thinking yeah, thinking okay. years ahead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I've been trading for about 20 years and I've kept track of all my trades and one thing that I noticed is the years that I did the best were the years where I held the stock the shortest amount of time. Right, there you go. Yeah, yeah so that's something that I've, um, a correlation that I've discovered in my share trading. Having said that, my best trades are always 
shares that have been held for a long time. So it's a bit of a contradiction there that, you know, I can accumulate lots of small wins and also cut my losses short. Um, But yeah, to get those really big home runs, you have to hold them for a while. Yeah, well, I think you've said to me in the past that for you, it's, you know, you like getting out and losing the risk as quickly as possible, which makes sense if you can do a great trade and get 20% or something like that. Skip out and... Brilliant. Yeah, well, it just, you know, I'm always assessing different levels for, you know, price action, you know, support levels, resistance levels. So um, a perfect example would be a stock like Gem. You know, I, I didn't buy Gem, but I was watching it and I came up as, you know, looking very oversold to me at around the $2 mark. So that's G8 Education, right? G8 Education. Um, and they've very quickly risen to $2.80. So they've gone up 40% in, um, I don't know, a month or two, yep. not very long, in a market that's <laughs> not the best market. So probably the best performing stock in that time. Uh, but I can see now that if I held the stock, I would be more than happy to sell it today because it's still cheap, don't get me wrong, I still think it's cheap, it still probably could you know, put on another 80 cents and then you'd say, okay, it's fair value or even a bit expensive. But the easy gains have been made. To get that extra 80 cents now, another, another 30% on what it's already put on, you know, it's probably gonna take 12 months, it depends, it's probably gonna have to be a couple of results announcements to get to that. Um, so, you know, if I, if it, 280 would have been my target anyway at best and so if i get that in a month or two i'm happy to you know there's always stuff that's oversold there's always stuff that's cheap or there's always good stories that are moving that are trending um so i'm always sort of looking for those opportunities yeah well ga it's an interesting one because it it was on a steady decline for two years or so basically and and along that way i held it at certain points there and it just continued to have bad news after bad news and yeah and downgrades and so forth so it was inevitable that it was gonna it was gonna bounce it was just a matter of when i suppose yeah it's a tricky stock you know for a lot of reasons because um you know in the past we had abc learning centers and they went out the back door and they did a similar thing to what gem did but they did it much more aggressively and much less confidently and so I think Gem suffers from that. They still suffer by comparison to that company. And the other thing that is a disadvantage to Gem is that the market generally doesn't like these stocks that roll up other businesses. Exactly, yeah. Um, Again, when done well, it can be a fantastic um, strategy, but it does tend to catch up with these companies. You know, they do end up accumulating a lot of intangibles on their balance sheet. And then all of a sudden, when those businesses don't perform quite as good, they then have to write down the value of those intangibles. And then obviously a lot of value has is lost when that happens. So, um, but you know, th- there are stocks that do that well. There's a stock, um, I think it's called Burson, or used to be called Burson, or is it still called? No, Babco now, it's called Babco, B-A-P. And it was one of the market darlings, and it still pretty much is. You know, it's a stock that uh, over the last, I don't know, five years or something, it's probably gone from a dollar to six dollars, you know, and, and that's what they've done. They've just rolled up uh, a lot of these little mechanics and uh, auto businesses. Um, so, you know, it can work, but 
it, I guess it hasn't worked more than it has worked. And so that's, that's where Jem sits. But to me, Jem looks to be, um, I mean, it looks to be, it still looks cheap, but for that stock, it's probably about right. You know, compared to other stocks, it's probably a bit cheap on a valuation basis. But because it's gem and because of all those reasons I just said, it's probably about right now at $2.80. But it would not surprise me if it went up another dollar in the next 12 months. Mm. It still couldn't really be considered expensive. And maybe it would just, you know, people would say, well, we've got to stop thinking about ABC learning centers. These aren't the same companies, yeah. you know. So buy? Hold. Hold. Hold at best. <laughs> okay. I'd be selling just because it was uh, a nice quick bounce. But, um, you know, if you like the story, I don't see any reason to sell. Plus, the other thing with them is there is a chance I'll get taken over. I think a Chinese company bought into them uh, a couple of years ago or a year ago and bought, I don't know, 10% and wanted to increase their stake even more. So when you've got somebody, um, a big Chinese company sitting on your register, you don't know what their intentions are. But uh, mm. it's, um, it's a hold. Yeah, right. Well, it sort of wheels into one that, uh, that I've mentioned before, which is Paragon Care, and I think, I think okay. you're involved yes. now. Yes, now you talked me into it. I <laughs> did my research and, you know... And of but, course it's gone down since then. But. <laughs> yeah, it's gone down since then. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you my reasons for buying it, and you yeah. can tell me yours. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I just bought it basically on a valuation play. Again, I'm looking for a bounce. To me, it looks overbought and... Um, Oversold? Oversold, I should say. Yeah, it's been oversold. And yeah, it just looks a bit cheap. And uh, I'm looking for the market to probably bounce now for the next, uh, till the end of the year. So again, if Paragon was to give me, you know, 10, 15 cents a share, I'd probably happily take that and uh, move on to something else. But yeah. um, but I don't know a lot about what they do. But uh why don't you tell me? I'm sure you probably. Well, yeah. I mean, the only reason I mentioned it. it was that it's a sort of roll up as well of uh, okay. of, of equipment providers. So okay. they're, they're sort of trying to build a central repository for medical and, um, well, yeah, medical supplies for mm-hmm. for aged care, for hospitals, for you know, different mm-hmm. therapists and so forth. So okay. I like that idea. I think mm-hmm. there's not there's not really a great uh, central okay. place for that, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't tend to get strong competition from the from you know the amazons of the world or mm-hmm. various other things yeah. it tends to be a niche, niche yeah. yeah sure so i like that idea i like the theme i think it's really fairly valued mm-hmm. they've essentially completed what they're trying to do they've, they've rolled everything up now they've made the acquisitions they wanted to make okay. so from here it's really just a matter of getting getting the synergies there and uh and mm-hmm. executing so i think that you know the growth is going to be is going to be slower but mm-hmm. they've got a nice tailwind with you know mm-hmm. with aging and i think it's one way to play the the aging sort of population at a you know at a reasonable price yeah okay. uh, without a lot of the uh the risks associated with uh for example the royal commission in aged care and things like that absolutely yeah so yeah well it's definitely like a, about it's it. definitely a theme we all want to play but it's yeah. um it's just a bit challenging at the moment to find it's hard to do yeah i mean ways to get it because you've got the pressure on those stocks and then you've got something like ramsey which has been beaten down for a long time and, and doesn't look like emerging at the moment mm. um so I mean, Ramsey's yeah. a fantastic company, but, um, you know, they did get ahead of themselves. Mm. You know, it's just the, the, the valuation just got too far stretched. So they've been consolidating for a while now, and they've probably still got a bit more consolidating to do. And, you know, it's big expansion, you know. What are they? Big in France, I think, mm. hospitals in France. And, you know, so to bed all that down is, is pretty challenging. So we'll see what happens. But 
it's a lot more riskier than it used to be, Ramsey. Mm. You know, because now they've actually got to prove themselves as being able to manage these hospitals all over the world. Not easy. Mm. But again, as you say, good exposure to the uh, the aging population. One you mentioned last week, which was Adairs, which I hadn't looked into much, but I tend to agree that that's looking pretty pretty positive. It's been bouncing around, mm. um, so you know it's not it's not a it's not your usual retail. It's not your JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman that sort of just moves you know one percent a day. It's yeah, seems to be pinging around you know with a range five five percent in a day. So um, yeah, it's still still on my uh, scans of the market. It's still showing up as a cheap stock. Still looks like um, the you know it's it's retail has been slammed. And and probably rightly so. It needs to be needs to uh, to be looked at because there is concerns around obviously property prices and um, household budgets and things like that. So you know a lot of the retailers have been sold down, and some of them will continue to be sold down and probably will go out the back door. I mean, I wouldn't want to be a shareholder in RFG, Retail Food Group. Uh, do you know anything about them? Uh, not much, but I, I know about some of the troubles that they've had. So Unbelievable collapse. Yeah. I mean, this was, again, another example of one of these roll-up kind of stocks, yeah. and it was flying, and I don't know how high their share price got, but it would have got fairly close to $10 a share, I yeah. think. And I nearly fell over the other day. I had a look at them, and I think they are like $0.35 cents yeah. or something. It's like, what? Yeah. What did I miss? Because I haven't been following the story, right. you know? And I, I know some people that own a um, crust franchise, and... Apparently, the crust franchise in Cronulla is the number one of all the crusts in Australia, and it's a phenomenal little shop. You go past there every time, and there's 20 people working in there, you know? It's yeah. just a production line that just doesn't stop. And um, But then there are a lot of dodgy brands in that retail food group, Donut King and all these sorts of things. You walk past a Donut King in a, super, in a shopping centre and think, how does that make money? How do you pay yeah. Westfield rent selling $3 donuts? And you know, average coffee, so. Yeah. Um, but back to Adairs. Um, anyway, so with all the retail stocks, to me, they're the one that looks like they've been oversold probably the most, simply because they're still growing. They, they, they came out to the market only, uh, I think, a month or so ago and said, you know, sales are up and um, not probably rising as quick as they were. So, again, they got marked down a little bit after that announcement, but still the... Um, the sales are growing and if they, if, it doesn't matter even if they only grow their sales by 2% um, on these valuations they're, they're, they're cheap because you've got stocks like Harvey Norman and it just looks um, you know they're not going to be growing any sales and uh, plus they've got a property portfolio which is dropping in value so you know again like I said last week go long JB and go short Harvey I think you could pretty much go long a lot of things and go short Harvey and yeah. Adairs would be one that I'd be definitely backing to beat Harvey Norman yeah. over the next um, couple of years. Yeah, yeah. personally I'd be steering pretty clear of the, the retail sector, but, uh, but Adairs it's is a an six interesting sector. one. It it's is an a six sector. One. I, I don't mind Adairs. I think I, I like that it's got a specific niche that I yeah. don't think you know, it's, it's going to be knocked out of. So, yeah. so I think there's some opportunity there. I mean, everything has been, you know, one factor, and I think this is one of the reasons why all these short sellers are sitting on the registries of um, JB Hi-Fi and Harvey Norman, is it's, it's the Amazon factor. I think there probably would have automatically been some big hedge funds in America that just 
follow Amazon and whatever markets they go into, they just go and put puts on all these retail stocks that are there. And I'm sure that's a big factor why they're so heavily shorted and why they have been sold down. So yeah, um, I'm sure that's probably been a great strategy for those hedge funds as well. Just follow Amazon, yeah. whatever markets it enters, just go and watch it yeah, basically it's... crush the the existing uh, retailers. Yeah, so, there'll be a few that die, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but so far it's, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's done too much, so. Yeah. But it'll happen. I had a look at it not long ago and there was definitely a lot more on there than there was when I first looked at it, so. We'll see, but the prices weren't compelling. They weren't crazy prices yet on the things that I was looking at, so. I don't know, it's, it's, it's getting harder and harder, I think, just to come in and crush people because I do think, especially in Australia, Australia is a very, it's a fairly low margin kind of retail environment. Mm. You know, Aussies love a bargain. Aussies will shop around and, you know, Aussies are pretty savvy as well. So, they, you know, they use technology. They know how to get a good price. And we've already got some pretty good online retailers in Australia and Kogan's and people like this. So it's not always easy just to come in and say, okay, well, Amazon's here and, you know, we, we can instantly go 10 or 20% cheaper than these businesses because you can't, you know, mm. they're already running on very, very skinny margin. JB Hi-Fi um, has always operated on a gross margin of around 21, 22%. Now that's very low. That's very, very low. It's hard to then come in and come under that again. And the thing is as well with JB Hi-Fi is their cost of doing business is, is world class. You know, so they're very good at maximizing the profits that they generate, you know, per square meter of floor space in their shops. There, there's, no, there's no dead space in a JB Hi-Fi shop. You know, there's no staff that are idle in a JB Hi-Fi shop. So that's the environment that Amazon has to compete on. That's what they have to compete with. And it's just not as compelling, I think, as it would be in some other markets when Amazon comes and go, okay, well, I've been getting ripped off by this company. Maybe you might look at somebody like a Harvey Norman in some ways and say, well, I've been getting ripped off by Harvey, I might go there. But I don't think it's going to be easy to say, I've been getting ripped off by JB and now I'm going to go to Amazon, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's the play that JB actually used themselves, really. They, of they, course. They were the ones who came in and really changed of course. that industry of up. Of course. So. And that's what's so hard now for Amazon, I think, yeah. in this country, is because these guys have learned from Amazon and have been ready for Amazon and have known for years. Be, all of them would be, you know, especially a company like JB, but a lot of these other online operators as well would be thinking, well, the day's going to come when Amazon's going to be here mm. and we need to be, you know, future-proofing ourselves. So, yeah. Um, you know, there'll definitely be some that'll fall away. Again, you know, we talk a lot about Harvey Norman and it does seem like the one that's probably, you know, because again, Harvey Norman is a franchise model as well. There's company-owned stores and then there's franchisees. Harvey and Norman is a dead company walking and calling it, it. It's over. I think so. <laughs> because franchises are very hard to manage, you know. It's very hard. So, you know, they're, they're going to have a... They're going to have this Amazon come along or other competition, even JB Hi-Fi, and how do you mobilize your franchisees to fight against that unitedly? That's really difficult because at the end of the day, they're only mums and dads, you know, they're essentially small business owners, you know, and they're all gonna have their own agendas and their own way of doing things. And in the meantime, while they're all having meetings and trying to work that out, there's gonna be a unified force coming through that's just gonna yeah. outsmart them, I think. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, sorry. 
I mean, he's old now anyway. <laughs> and he's made plenty of money. He's done just fine. Yeah, he's yeah. done all right. He's got all these horses and stuff. <laughs> Does anything else come on your radar this week? Well, I bought a stock today. I bought a stock called Bingo. Yes, okay. Do you know anything about Bingo? Is Bingo the... the, uh, the uh, it's one of these two. It's either trash or gaming. Yes, it is trash. It's the waste collection. Yes, okay, got it. Yes. Now, after we talk about What's this, the other one you I'm, won't be Oh, able... I know what I'm thinking of, Jumbo. Yes. Jumbo, yeah, yeah Jumbo's um, lotteries. Yeah, so Bingo's the waste management. Yep. Yes, yes. Very sexy. It is sexy. You will not be able to stop recognising their trucks on the road after we talk about it yep. now because... They're pretty noticeable. Red trucks, bingo logos on the side. Um, they they came up on my scans as being cheap. And so I've been only watching them very recently. I know a fair bit about I've owned them before and I've got a mate that was right into them and he, he bought, you know, they raised money only recently at I think about $2.50 to do an acquisition. So they've... Uh, acquired the business of Dialer Dump. And so Bingo is basically just based in New South Wales and Victoria, but they want to expand all across Australia. And it's a very, it's, it's not a glamorous business, but it is a bit of a technical business because there are different levies and expenses in different states to dispose of certain um, types of rubbish and recycling. So there's, there's, there's a fair bit um, actually involved. And Bingo seems to be quite um, innovative in that regard. So they, uh, they're, they're setting up a facility and um, that facility is going to have, you know, it almost looks a bit like a, an open cut mine. So th- th- there's where they dispose of the, the rubbish, but then there's also going to be recycling on site and there's going to be um, facilities to dispose, I think, of organic matter and all this sort of stuff. Look, I don't know heaps about it. As I said, they came up as cheap. And today they had an announcement, and the announcement was that the ACCC has a problem with them acquiring Dialer Dump. And so, and Dialer Dump's a pretty significant uh, acquisition for the company. I think Dialer Dump, they're paying about half a billion for that company. I think Bingo, uh, I don't know, might be worth two billion. So, you know, it's going to increase its size by 25%, maybe more. Um, so it's a pretty significant deal if it doesn't go through or if it gets blocked. Um, so today the shares dropped, uh, well, they dropped under $2, they dropped to $1.92, I think. Um, but they were about two thirty, two forty yesterday, something like that. So anyway, I picked up some at $2 and 12 and a half. Uh, if I was on the market early when the announcement made, I would have obviously got in earlier, but I missed my chance. So anyway, happy to take some at $2.12 and see what happens. What I think will happen is often when the ACCC has a problem with um, companies buying into each other, is that usually they make a announcement like this and say that we've got a problem with it and then the company itself then has to present and sort of say well this is the reasons why we think you're wrong and then usually they'll have to give something up so i don't think the whole deal will fall through if it does i'm in trouble Um, but i think what will end up happening is they might not be able to acquire certain parts of that business which hopefully aren't significant and uh and therefore you know bingo will go back to the sort of prices that it was i think it was over three dollars only 
um, before the market started to shake recently. So, oh, okay. yeah. um, so it's come back a fair way and massive owner, like it's basically a family business. So, you know, there's a lot of skin in the game for these guys that uh, own it and they seem pretty, pretty savvy at what they're doing. And I think, you know, they've got massive potential to expand and, um, you know, their main competitor is CleanAway and CleanAway trades, I'm pretty sure, at quite higher uh, valuations than Bingo. Recently, it didn't. Um, but if you were to track them, they're, they're, you know, fairly similar businesses should trade on fairly similar valuations. But there's been a massive divergence in their two prices recently, with obviously Bingo coming back from over three bucks, uh, whereas CleanAway has been pretty stable in the market. So uh, I think it's... Uh, by bingo short clean away at the moment yeah sounds like an interesting one yeah yeah i think it's um you know i, I again like we were talking about with the red bubble today was an opportunity where there was a bit of information that uh you know it's obviously not good for the stock it's uncertainty yeah uh and that just created the buying opportunity i was probably looking to buy them in the next couple of days regardless anyway so it just gave me the opportunity getting five percent less than what i would have probably got in it so um we'll see what happens yeah nice have to look into that one yes so buy bingo <laughs> what's the time frame for you would you be short term or long term on that um I, I again i only just you know i i haven't done all my numbers on it yet i just knew that i liked it and then i saw the announcement and i jumped in and bought it uh it's not a stock I'd fall in love with, but having said that, it could easily be a stock that in 10 years time, it's, you know, it's, it's a $20 stock, you know, it's just, we're always going to need rubbish and we're uh, collections and, and, you know, the recycling, they're, they're covering all the bases. So I, yep. I think that's the important part. And they're only established in New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, they're looking to expand into Queensland next. So they've got a pretty big growth runway so I think you could easily buy them mm. and, and sit on them for a long time yeah and it just depends what the price action does for me if it's a slow rise well then I'll, it'll probably keep me in it longer but if they bounce um, yeah. then you know if I could get 20-25% pretty quickly I'd take it yeah yeah it's pretty low risk in a lot of ways I feel like it is I feel like it is I mean I just you know it, they're a bit of a funny company because there was a four corners special on them um I don't know, a year ago or something. Didn't paint them in a great light. So, and it did, it only momentarily sort of put a pause on the price. At the time, the price had been rising pretty good. It slowed it down for a little bit, but then they just kicked on and they came out and kind of just said, oh, well, you know, that's not really the full story. And I mean, Four Corners don't always get it right. You know, they've, they've done plenty of stories on the natural health industry that have been completely misleading and poorly researched. So, uh, maybe that was the case with bingo as well. Mm. So, but uh, no, I, I wouldn't have any problems holding bingo for a long time. And the thing was, if I, I actually bought them this morning when I was with my son on his laptop. So I didn't have all my passwords and everything, but I actually wanted to buy them in Casey Superfund. And if I'd bought them in there, it would have been with a totally different view. It would have been to hold for a long time. So, um, so yeah, so I think you can take that as a, a short-term buy and a long-term buy. Yeah, nice. Cool. What Anything else, is... else, my man? Uh, any, any other thoughts? What, what, what else is... 
So Afterpay's had a, we, might as, we should touch on a few of these stocks that we discussed last week because they're obviously, um, yeah. you know, stocks that we, we're interested in and that we own and yeah, Afterpay's yeah. had an interesting week. Yeah, well Afterpay's still a big holding for me. Um, first Is it your biggest? It's, it's first or second. First it's, or second. It's neck and neck with zero, it just depends on the day. Yeah. But uh, I, I still love Afterpay, as a sh- at, at least in the short term. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think there's going to be continue to be good news uh, of customer acquisition and, and more retailers in the US bringing them on yeah uh, you know every day there's a new announcement uh, or you know seemingly yeah. uh, you know from even the Kardashians you yeah. know uh, spruiking Afterpay on social media and things like that there's just no other payment system that gets that kind of coverage and that kind of media yeah. uh, to a specific target market that's growing that's going to be spending more mm-hmm. uh, I, I just think the tailwinds there are, are huge I, I think I think we're going to see lots of good news in the next six to nine months and yeah. upgrades and i think it's going to do really well the the risk is obviously the asic uh and the, the regulation yeah you know, review it's, and environment which looks a less lot less riskier after the announcement that came out it does it does as we were saying before as, as i was talking to you before um you know it, it did show that a lot of a lot of afterpay customers are paying late fees and they're yeah. missing payments yeah i was surprised at how high that was so yeah that's, that's one concern i suppose yeah, so you know, depending on how you look at that, that uh, that could be could be worrisome. But I just don't see what can be done from a regulatory you know, yeah. review point that that would be fair and, and reasonable. And I don't think that fee per customer is very high. It's not. It's so I wouldn't be surprised exactly. if there's a lot of people that use that app. They buy something, they let it go, they get notified that they've been that they haven't paid it. They're on stop. They've got to pay a small fee because they're late. Yeah. They pay the fee. They buy their next product, and they probably just, and and you know, and I know that they are very thorough with their notifications to these customers that yeah. hey, you know, you've got to pay by this date or whatever, otherwise there'll be a fee. Yeah. But you know, we all know people like that that are just you know just wait until it's you know they go into the shop and all of a sudden they can't buy something on Afterpay. Oh wow, I'm on stop, and then they just do a transfer and then off they go. You know. Yeah, so. exactly. I mean, it's it's more of a convenience thing, I think, and and you know, as you say, the fee is not exorbitant. If no, nah. if they were you know running these things at twenty percent interest on these late fees and they yeah. were you know stacking things up in a in a compounding way, then I think you've got a real concern. But yeah. when you're charging a flat rate. Yeah. low fee yeah. I don't see a problem with it I think it's going to be okay and I think the bigger problem is you know I, I have credit cards that I use for my business and personal use and I pay those credit cards out in full every month but if I didn't want to do that I only have to you know because I'm racking up purchases through my business I might have a balance of $40,000 that I need to pay and it'll tell me that I only have to give them 400 bucks or something to, to keep going for another month, you know? And I saw something somewhere that was talking about that and it said, if you paid off this now by the minimum balance, it would take you 100 plus years or something to pay it off. Surely that's a bigger issue. Like really, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're dead serious about protecting consumers, yeah. there's changes to be made with standard credit cards well before something like an afterpay where people are generally using it for small purchases are getting charged very small fees yep. you know come on yeah couldn't agree more i think it's far more dangerous yeah uh, there's plenty of the you know the payday loan industry and things like that too yeah. much bigger fish to fry it's just Absolutely. it's just the thing that's caught the you know the public attention because yeah. of its growth but, but i think you know based on that announcement from what i read it already looks to me like yes 
it caught their attention. They've looked over it and they've actually said, you know what, these guys are doing a pretty good job. I don't think there's too much to be worried about here. So yeah, um, looks good. So afterpay, buy. Yep, looks positive. Still a buy, long-term buy, big runway. Well, during the week I bought some zero. Yep. So you've been talking zero up and um, had a look at that. Unfortunately, I was able to get in at a really good price. I worked out where I wanted to buy it along with a few other stocks. I put some orders in and it was the one that got filled. And um, they're more than 10% higher today. So that's, that's pleasing. It's a good start with my zero. Yep. Uh, I'm not sure what I'll do with that yet because uh, I don't want to sell them yet, but um, if they get back to their previous highs, I'll be tempted to probably step off the, the zero bus. But you know, until that comes, you know, what announcements are behind that and where it is, I won't decide, but I'll probably hold on to that one for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the same. I, I see zero as a really long-term hold. As, as I said, it's, it's my, my first or second biggest holding. I, I think that it's, I think it's one of the best businesses on the ASX. I think it's really uh, changed that industry. It's, it's come up with a great product, makes things easier for businesses. It's building an ecosystem that other companies are building around. Uh, I think that makes it really powerful and br- gives it a big moat that's going to be hard to come back you know, yeah. against from other companies. That, you know, others are going, to, are going to try, but I feel like they've got a really good head start now. It's just a matter of how much inroads they can make in uh, the US and the UK. From mm-hmm. the last update, it looked like the UK is doing really well. Yeah. The US is still slow, but, uh, but you know, they're, they're making progress there too. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just backing the quality of the product and I think it's going to continue to improve. Yeah. something that I've used myself I, I think it's uh, yeah I still think there's a long way ahead for zero cool and I think as well you know the potential to branch out into other aspects on the back of that like there's so many things that can connect into your accounting software that yeah you know could be interesting you know? yeah absolutely yeah okay buy zero buy zero I'll give you another one yeah uh, Elmo Elmo never heard of it okay so Elmo is a uh, HR software provider Okay. So similar to Zero, they've uh, they've sort of developed a really good product. They've been around for a long time, but they've uh, they've really embraced recent technology and built a cloud system that's that's being taken up by a lot of people. So it's been growing really fast. It's uh, it's had a great last few years, and recently it's pulled back from from its highs. I think it's at a pretty good valuation at the moment. So. Again, I, I like the same things about it. It's got recurring revenues. It's, got, it's building a moat with its technology. Uh, it's, it's a market leader. It's still got a, you know, a big addressable market that it can expand into. Okay. So I, I think it's another one that, uh, again, it's probably my third biggest holding. It's, it's, okay. it's right up the kind of things that kind of uh, stocks that I like for those reasons. And yeah, I think it's one to at least keep an eye on. But I, I think you know, it's a, there's, there's risk to it, but I think it's a, okay. it's a buy at the moment. What's the code? Uh, I think it's ELM. ELM. It might be ELO though. Um, yeah, okay. anyway, it's Elmo. ELM, <laughs> ELO, Elmo. Buy Elmo. Yeah, keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. I'll have to check it out. I'll do some research and report back next week. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Uh, I've got one. Yeah. Okay, so this is, this is a stock in a sector that I've never liked and that I've never really traded much in. And it's really a sector that's on the nose at the moment. And again, probably with some pretty good reasons, but I think it's an interesting one. 
So the stock is Seven West Media. Okay, so why do I like Seven West Media? Well, first of all, Seven Channel Seven is the best channel now. I mean, not according to me. I think YouTube's the best channel, but as far as free to air goes, Seven is now established itself as the number one. It's always been nine, but Seven uh, is now that one. And you know, you, that's just based on ratings. Okay, so. That's the first thing. The second thing is that we just had Nine merge with Fairfax. That just got approved. Um, Fairfax is a pretty average business. Nine, pretty average business. The reason that they're interested, but is because of Domain and also, um, what is it, Macquarie Radio, I think, that has 2GB and all that sort of stuff. So they get all that. Or they get part ownership in all of that. So anyway, so that's, that's happened. So the media laws were relaxed uh, by the government 12 months ago now, I don't know, a while ago. And so everybody thought, oh, wow, there's going to be consolidation in the industry. And so a lot of the share prices of these companies that have been performing pretty badly for a long time rose. And not much happened. And, but they were still going okay. And then... And, and funnily enough, they were all going quite well until something was announced. And the announcement by Nine to take over Fairfax seen the share prices in both those companies drop quite a lot. Um, but the thing is now, whenever there's a takeover in a sector like that or a merger, you've got to ask yourself, well, is there going to be more consolidation? And one interesting idea that I had heard mentioned is the prospect of News Corporation getting together with Seven. Now, if that was to happen, I think that's... I think that would be very positive for the stock. I think it would be an interesting development for the sector. But I also think now you've got the two leaders getting together. We sort of had, you know, the two second and third sort of getting together. But now this would be a, a merging of the two leaders. So um, they're super cheap. It's hard to see them going much lower than this. Um, so based on uh, you know just simple valuations, they look really cheap. So I, I you know that that would be one to you know you wouldn't put your house on it, but it's definitely one to have in your portfolio. I think just I think there's some interesting um, developments there, and certainly if Seven gets with New uh, News Corporation, it could be by way of a takeover. You know, Seven smaller than News Corp, so uh, so that could happen. I mean, it might not even happen, but. They've all just been sold down, and you know, and again, this is all feed into the same reason why retailers are down, and you know, advertising spent, all these sorts of things. So you know, there's challenges, no doubt about it, but uh, looks compellingly cheap at the moment. It's a sector that's really on the nose. So if you're a value investor and you want to buy when people are, you know, running, I think most of the people have have run away from these stocks now. So. Yeah, check out Seven West Media. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, I'm the same. But I suppose uh, I can't get behind the story, which is probably the way everyone's thinking about uh, about the free to wear channels. Yeah. Uh, but that probably is a good time to, to yeah. take a closer look. Yeah. But I uh, think what, know, what it, is, it is concerning the future for them. Like, but uh, and I feel know. like Seven has been one of the more innovative of the. Yeah. You know, and Channel Ten is a complete basket case as well now. If you look at Channel Ten, they've rebranded lately. They're called Seven Boss and Se uh, Ten Boss and yeah, Ten Peach yeah, yeah, and all yeah. this sort of stuff. Well, I should say that I watch a lot of Seven, <coughs> like myself. Okay. okay. Uh, I watch a lot of Seven Flicks, Seven yep. Eight. Uh, yeah. 
find those channels. Now the cricket's on there, you know. So the cricket's a big, big uh, earner for these these um, companies. So it it says something that they've now got the cricket. Um, They've always had the tennis. So uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not a sector that I've played in much. So um, you know. So I, I might be better to keep my keep to things I know, but. Just based on that story, and also it, it does come up as you know in the top ten, probably cheapest stocks that I follow at the moment. Right. So, yeah. um, so it's worthwhile putting a position, as I said. And if things start to develop, this isn't one that I'll probably jump out of too quickly. This is more one that I'll probably scale into. So, if it starts to turn around and all those stocks start to you know, if you just feel like the mood towards them is changing a bit, then I'll probably you know add to this position. Yeah, because uh, I do think that um, I, I don't know. Channel Seven just looks like they're they're giving it a crack. You know, yeah. they're, they're definitely in a tight spot, but they seem to be giving it a crack. They seem to be doing a better effort than any of the others. And I think, as I said, Channel Ten just looks like they've completely lost it. So that's <laughs> going to only benefit them. Yeah, Channel Nine's now involved in this merger with Fairfax. They're not doing anything to really impress me either at the moment. So I think it's clear for Channel 7 to continue to build on its number one position and hopefully benefit from that. Yep. All right. Okay. There's another buy. Buy 7. Yep. You can buy it at today's prices because it's a bit less than what I paid for it up front. So um, so they haven't they haven't gone up. They're, they're cheaper than they've ever been. So pile in. Nice. Anything else? Um, anything else? Always looking at stuff. I mean, the resources sector is one that I'm uh, overweight, I suppose. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm suffering a bit because of that. Yeah. And uh, there's a big meeting coming up this weekend with Mr. Trump and Mr. Z. And if that goes well, then uh, obviously, you know, China stocks will be the place to be, so... You know, I'm also hurting a bit. I've got exposure to China through these, uh, through Bellamy's and uh, uh, also uh, the Food Revolution Group and also through, um, what's the other one? Can't think of it. But anyway. You have Treasury? No, I don't have Treasury. Uh, I liked Treasury, but I didn't buy Treasury and they've dropped a lot since I liked them. So I like them even more, I suppose, based on that. But I don't know. I've heard some few more challenges for them but still that have to go up all the china stocks have, have come back a lot you know there's another one called bwx um which owns the brand sukin and a lot of other personal care brands and they've expected that's come back a fair bit although it's bounced a little bit more recently but that was another one that came up um in my scans and um that was they came up in my scans i was looking at about 315 i think they're about 340 now or something like that so they've come back a bit or gone back up a bit but um all those stocks are, are, are looking cheap. So China's a bit on the nose at the moment. And uh, if they do a deal this weekend, then expect them all to pop. And especially resources, because you know, there's heaps of, um, you know, like steel and, and, and copper and all these <clears throat> that are all basically very sensitive to economic growth. And with the, um, the tariffs, there's now, you know, concerns around slowing growth and rising interest rates and all this. So they've all become heavily sold i think oversold so i i expect a big bounce in them so uh we'll see what happens even iron i mean iron's been going great but yet the stocks haven't really been responding because the market's just so scared of tariffs so 
Um, there's a lot of catch up in resources if this uh, if they can do a deal this weekend, and we know Trump likes deals, so let's hope he can do this deal because it's the one that I think the world markets need more than it's needed for a, a fair while now. Yeah, I'd have to say I think it's unlikely this weekend, just yeah. just from what I've what I've heard, but. Uh, I do think it's coming though. Mm. So, so for me, I think that positioning yourself to be to be a you know a beneficiary mm. of that deal, whether it's mm. now or in six months, is is probably going to be yeah. a good strategy. Yeah. Well, I'm positioned. So let's get the deal done, Trumpy. <laughs> because uh, resources, you know, there's some stocks like um, Blue Scope Steel. It's come back. It's probably halved in price, and they just had their AGM, and they just said, "Yep, everything's going great," but just the main product that they sell as a commodity, it has come back in price a fair bit. So, but despite that, that's a great business doing great things. So uh, any sort of recovery in that underlying commodity, I think it's called steel bars or something like that, um, that, pro- that, that stock will, will fly because it's, it's really been oversold now. Yeah, I agree, that's come on my radar as well. Yeah. Something I I don't know enough about the industry to have wanted to to get involved yet, but yeah. uh, digging around and doing some research because they do look very cheap. Yeah, and the thing is with them is that they don't have any tariffs, so they're not suffering because of tariffs. They're suffering because of the underlying commodity, but the underlying commodity is is suffering because of tariffs and because of the the fears of a slowdown in the world economy. Um, but that underlying commodity, you could argue, has been oversold on those fears. The fears are justified, don't get me wrong, but it's just always an overreaction. And so as it will go back to its, uh, to its mean position, I suppose, then we should see uh, Blue Scope, you know, has got a lot of catching up to do. So, uh, and, and, and I just think it's a good company. Like under, 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 under all of that, you've got people that are um, running a really good business. But see, with the tariffs, they don't have tariffs, you know, because Australia was excused. We were the first country that Trump said, oh, yeah, there's tariffs everywhere, but Australia's okay. You know, so that was... um, We can thank uh, Turnbull for all his arse-licking when when Trump first got in that actually that helped us. So you should get more credit for that. He was a good arse-licker. I don't know if he was a good arse-licker. Didn't they have the whole argument about Yeah, they had the whole argument, but he absolutely licked his ass dry (laughs) after that and said, oh, sorry, Mr. Trump, anything you need, Mr. Trump. Well, then... then And I remember there was... But then he got caught at the the fundraiser doing an impression of him. Yeah, yeah, he liked that. He didn't didn't care about that. I'm telling you, he licked him good. He likes him. He liked Mr. Turnbull. that That was good for Australia. He licked him good. That might be a good note to end on. Yep, let's, let's leave it there. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's hope for a good week again. And uh, go zero, go after pay. But more importantly, let's go resources. Let's get this deal done, Trump. <laughs> All right. Okay.